The Mix Room with Genelec. Today we're speaking to Blast Toys, aka Kobe. So welcome, how are you? Hello, I'm good, how are you? I'm really, really good, thank you. Um, where are we speaking to you from today? Um, I'm in Israel, it's my hometown, mm-hmm. I live here. Are you in your home studio? Yeah, I'm in the studio at home for the last few months, uh, like everyone. Yeah, and um, what has um, what has lockdown been like for you? Have you been able to just carry on working in your studio from home then? Um, I tried as much as possible. This uh, It's not easy for everyone, as, uh, as I know. Um, at the beginning, it was uh, really hard to accept the, the fact that all the shows is cancelled. Um, well, I also got, I'm used to work under stress, you know, and every weekend I'm usually playing around the world. And in the little time that I have between, I'm, I'm used to working on my music and stuff, but uh, now it's like we have nothing to do. It feels like, uh, like summer vacations, you know, and it, it's hard. It's hard to make music under these circumstances. Mm. So what would you, what should you have been doing if the lockdown restrictions weren't um, in place? Would you have been on a tour if everything had gone to plan? Yeah, I was supposed to play all the year and like all my schedule was totally full. Um, Yeah, but now there's nothing. Okay. Um, So what has it been like adjusting to being at home for so long when you're obviously used to being out on the road, as you said? Sorry, what is it? What what's it been like adjusting to being at home for so long when you're usually out gigging? Um, I don't know. I just i I have so much time now to be with friends and family and doing things I never had the chance to do. You know, in the last eight years that I'm touring, uh, I found it pretty pretty cool. You know, it's like we need to stop sometimes and from all the stress. And I didn't have the chance to do it in the last years. Yeah, and have a break, I suppose. Yeah, I did. I did some um, creative things because my mind was totally empty from stuff. Uh, I had like um, YouTube series that I was working on, like stuff that that are not connected to producing music. I did even a video game, you know. Okay, so what happened with yeah. that then, with the video game? Uh, just we we managed to do a produce like a video game with my. Uh, my uh, character mm-hmm. and people can play with it you know oh, that's like cool. super mario <laughs> yeah okay wow you did have some time on your hands didn't you but that sounds yeah, like yeah. pretty interesting yeah, it's fun <laughs> it's fun to open the mind you know a bit uh, above uh, just producing music and stuff yeah of course and um so what was your last show before lockdown happened and where were you when you got told you know there weren't going to be any live events oh. for the foreseeable it was a really sad story, actually. I was in uh, Mexico City. I played in uh, EDC. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to continue to Buenos Aires and Mauritius and a few more shows. And and then I got told that uh, they're probably going to be cancelled. And they told me that they, they're closing the airport in Israel. And if I go back, I won't be able to continue to other shows. Mm-hmm. So I had this... Um, these few moments I had to decide if I continue from Mexico City to the other countries or I go back to Israel and then I get stuck because I won't be able to get out. Mm-hmm. And the flight changing, it was really, really expensive and I didn't know what to do. And in the end, I decided to go back to Israel. The airport was closed. 
just moments after I came back and we all got into lockdown and then all the shows got cancelled. Okay. It was really sad. So you made the right decision then looking back? Actually, yeah. Otherwise, I would, we would pay a lot of uh, money for changing a flight for nothing, you know. Yes, exactly. And um, how much are you missing performing live then? A lot, a lot. Listen, I realized this when we start um, doing um, like live streams. Uh, I realized that the energy of the crowd, there is nothing uh, different. Like there is nothing like it, you know, it's the smiles, the faces, screams. It's just, I miss it a lot. Mm. Not the same. Yeah. Have you been doing any of those Instagram live stream gigs? Yeah, I did. I did. It's uh, it feels good because you know that you you can make people happy during lockdown, you know. Mm. But for me, it's it's different because it's not so much fun, you know. It's like playing in front of a camera. It's not the same, you know. Yeah, you miss that audience interaction, I suppose. That audience, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, well, going back um, just a bit about your background. So you grew up in a small village in Israel and you began yeah. recording music when you were just nine. And so was mm-hmm. this an unusual career choice for you coming from such a small village? Yeah, it's really unusual for people. But uh, for me, it was usual because uh, I grew up into Cytrans music. It's like a big culture here in Israel. Uh, my big brother and family and cousins just, always listen to Cytrons, so I was around it all the time. And around age nine, my big brother bring like a software for producing music. And I always like used, like to sit next to him and watch what he's doing, you know. And I just, I felt like I liked the energy of it and I want to do it. I want to produce uh, Cytrons music. And during the years, I, I realized that there is Israeli DJs like Infected Mushroom that are playing around the world. And I became a big fan and I said, listen, if they do it, I can do it also because I also have the software for producing Cytrons music, for producing music in general. Mm. So since then, I just sit in the studio with my brother and I used to make music since a very, very young age. like music was the only you know future for you you weren't interested in pursuing any other kind of career is that right exactly yeah I always like I like to do I wanted to do something with music I had this passion to play around the world for people and show them my music you know Mm -hmm. so um when was it that you started to pursue music more seriously I think it was the age of uh, 16 17 I built my own uh, studio, like uh, it was amateur studio, but I started to buy like monitors and gears so I can really uh, produce well. And by that time, I also picked the name Blastoise. It was in uh, high school. And I said to myself, from now on, this will be the, the stage name to be with me to accomplish my big dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. And where did you get the, um, the idea for the name from? 
And well, it's from Pokemon. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there is a Pokemon uh, that's called Blastoise. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> yeah, in high school we used to uh, to play the game and stuff, so it was easy to pick. And I like the energy of the name because my music is like for the dance floor and it's blasting, so it's it fits well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's much better than Charizard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's literally one of only two that I can remember. I can't even show off there. That's a complete fluke. Pikachu is the most famous one. Of course, of course. I didn't want to be too obvious, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, in 1999, you discovered trance, and you have since succeeded in propelling Psytrance to the forefront of the electronic music circuit. So what is it about the trance and Psytrance genres that first attracted you to them, and why do you think they connect with audiences in such a big way? Uh, well, the first thing is the energy of this music. I remember when I was young and I felt the energy of Psytrance and to be born, I felt like I born to be a part of this music, you know? And over the years I went to Psytrance parties and I realized how excited I am to hear this kind of music on the dance floor. And there is something really amazing behind the story of Psytrance. It's that disconnect you from the reality and let you focus on the moment right now. Uh, like you don't have worries and you don't need to deal with your daily life in the dance floor. You know, it just disconnects you from all the troubles. And that's why I think people like to connect and listen to Psytrance music, you know? Mm. And um, obviously things changed for you a bit, um, a lot of time in between. But in 2009, you served the compulsory three-year service in the Israeli Defense Force. So that gave you almost no time to carry on with your music. But you, you didn't give up, did you? So um, what was this period of your life like? And how did you fit music making around your service? Yeah, it was really hard time. It was three years uh, between 18 to 21. It's just the time when you are getting grown up, man. Uh, but I didn't let anything disturb my visions. The military military service uh, wasn't easy to blend with all this thing. Uh, I really didn't have time to produce music. Like when I got home in the weekends, it was only three days. I just sit on the studio and make music. I didn't even go out with my friends too much, you know, because I knew whenever I, I finish with the military, I want to to get more professional with it and go around the world and accomplish my dreams, you know. And in some point, the military realized that I'm producing music and I'm a DJ and stuff like that. And the high rank, like the the people on the top of the rank, they they said, "Okay, we have a DJ in the in the military base, so let's use him." And in some point, I realized that I'm playing in in the military base with my equipment. Okay. So I did like yeah, I did parties inside the the army, you know. Okay, is that quite unusual? It sounds like it would be. It's not usual at all. <laughs> <laughs> you were special you know? then. I'm, I'm a soldier and I'm playing in the military, you know? Yeah. It's e- crazy. <laughs> exactly. It sounds crazy. And um, so yeah. did you always know that you'd go back to music as soon as you'd finished your service? It sounds like yes, I'm guessing. Yeah, totally. I never let go from it. Um, my big brother did... Uh, he used to produce and the military took him off of it, you know, after the military didn't want to continue with it, sadly. So I said to myself, I don't want to be like my big brother, you know, I want to to go with it uh, all the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And um, what did you learn from this period of your life? Um, and did your experiences influence your music making from when you were in the service? Yeah, totally. It, it grows you up, the military service, I can say. In uh, the beginning, I didn't want to go there, you know, because I wanted to do music and stuff. But afterwards, I can say that it's just the time between being a teenager to a grown-up and the military teached me a lot, you know, it, uh, how important it is to be patient, for example, or how to deal with so many different people, you know, because in the military you meet so many different kinds of people. And now in real life, I, I meet all these kind of people and I know how to deal and to accept everyone, you know, it's just, it grows you up a lot, mm. helps you for the future. Yeah, and you, you obviously did continue because, um, of course, you've had obviously. big success since then. You had your big breakthrough in 2013 with your second EP. And then from then on, mm -hmm. you started getting bookings all over the world. So how did this breakthrough EP change your life? Yeah, so that was shortly after I finished the military. Um, I realized that things started to move. I released music and this EP got many promoters to get interested in my live show. It was really exciting, you know, for the first time, finally people from overseas uh, want to see my shows and want me to play live for in so many different kind of parties. Uh, exciting. In 2013, Mind Games hit the number 12 spot on the top 100 Psytrance releases. And you said that, um, you know, you were really surprised to see that you were on that top artist list with, you know, Infected Mushroom, Asterix, Neelix, and, and many more. So so why were you surprised? Well, it's surprising uh, to see your name on top of charts for the first time alongside Psy Legends and that I got used to, uh, I used to listen when I was young. Uh, artists that got me motivated to follow my dream and you know and that's crazy to see your name next to them for the first time and saying wow look I it's, I managed to to get to this goal you know the one that I I was young I always wanted mm. it was surprising yeah I'll bet and then onto your studio, obviously that's where we're speaking to you from now and obviously our listeners cannot see it, but it is amazing because I saw a glimpse of it earlier. So I know you've got Genlec 8351 white monitors in there, haven't you? So when did you first start using Genlecs? Um, I think I have them over a year right now, not long ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, how did they come to be in your studio? Did someone recommend them to you? Had you heard a lot about them? Well, it's funny. Uh, I think uh, three years ago I went to buy monitors and on the same day I went to visit my friend in another DJ shop and he told me, yo, look at these monitors, the general, like, and, and he showed me this one that I have now. 
And I told him, oh man, please don't show them to me. I just bought monitors, you know. <laughs> I don't want to regret what I bought. Yeah. And I heard them in the in the DJ shop and I said, wow, <laughs> you know, they're so good. <laughs> and since then, I have them in my mind. Mm-hmm. And two years later, I sold the monitors I bought. I won't say which ones. And I went to buy the Genelex because I really liked them, mm. you know. Okay. A good decision then, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, when you're moving from your own studio to other rooms or maybe into a live DJing environment, how do you find your mixes translate um, from using the Genelex? Um, usually it takes time until you're happy with the mixes at the home, that you do at home for other rooms in different monitors, you know. Um but with the Genelec, it was really quick that I got used to. I got used to them, you know. I felt happy really quick about my mixes at the studio when I w- went to other PA's at clubs or festivals. You know, I had 2019. I did a lot of uh, music on the Genelex, and usually you are making a mix and you're going to play it in a party and you're not happy and you need to change. And in the Genelex, I I made mixes. I went to play in the weekends and festivals and uh, parties and I realized that it's super like clear and the same like I do in the studio. So I realized that I got used to them really quick. I feel so fake to foggy your embrace Many things gone on I chose to ignore But I can't anymore But I can't Genelex give you a good and reliable reference, but with that sort of energy that you need to make dance music? Um, yeah, I didn't find the, every monitor give you the answer for electronic music, and the Genelex does feel like they they meant to be for dance music, you know? There's something crazy about them. That, like, like I said before, uh, they give you the, the vibe of, like, in the studio, like you feel like you're in a club, like in a huge sound system, and I like it. That's the, the vibe I like for because of these monitors. Mm. Okay. And um, are you using uh, a subwoofer with your 8351s? No, I don't use subwoofer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my music is groovy, you know, with a lot of uh, different bass lines. I can get to like 20 channels only with bass lines. And I found the Genelex to be really good with low frequencies. I love the crispiness. They give you the punch that I need. Just the perfect thing for my kind of music. And I don't feel like I need any extra subwoofer, you know? Mm. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. And um, obviously they have a reputation for being indestructible even when you're throwing a lot at them. So um, do you find that to be the case? This means like, uh, you mean like a lot of channels and stuff? Like a lot of uh, yeah. MS on the project? Mm. That's what, that's what the, yeah. Well, I realized this because lately I have been doing a project with like 30, 30, 350 channels, which is not usual, it's a lot. 
and there is a lot of mess in these projects and I can I can feel that the genlex are stable for the, for complex mixes as well and it's fun mi- uh, clearing a mix like this you know you can feel every little change that you do in the project if it's complex and there if there is a lot going on you know and cyclones usually have a lot of channels and elements and I think it's perfect for this also it's it's good Mm, okay and do you find do you write music on the road as well and if so do you take the genelix with you to do that okay they're pretty big to carry on you know <laughs> uh, i do produce on the road i don't focus on mixing on the road i mainly do ideas and stuff because i'm 80 percent off home but i leave the mixing part to when i come back to the studio uh, or or if i go to different studios of friends around the world and I was also considering, I realized that Genlex have a small version. I found them, I think, in one of my friend's studio, I think in Thailand, I think. And I told them, wow, I didn't know that Genlex have uh, little ones. And I, I heard them and they also sound clear and, you know, they, they sound like they're big ones, but in small. Mm-hmm. So I was considering getting them for, for hotel rooms and, you know, when I tour. But I think they are easier to easier to carry on. Okay, I already feel sorry for your hotel neighbour for when you get them. <laughs> yeah, really, totally. <laughs> okay, and what about um, your musical plans for the rest of the year? What are you planning on? Are you just going to carry on working in the studio, making more, um, you know, computer games? What are you going to be up to? Yeah, I think I think enough with the computer games. <laughs> I will keep releasing my music as usual. There is a lot of uh, thing going on, a lot of collaborations, uh, I just released, actually, I just released a track today with uh, Skazi. It's different from what I usually do. And this one is not so much for the dance floor. It's more for the vibe, you know, and the radio feel with vocals. And yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Okay. Well, that's good. It sounds like you've got enough to keep you busy for a while anyway. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, if you don't get busy, you're going to freak out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You start looking at the news and you know nothing good's on there, so it's probably best to keep busy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kobe. I'm, I'm going to let you go then. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. It's been Thank amazing you. to speak Thank to you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're amazing. so welcome. Thank you. All right. See Stay you later safe. then. Bye. Bye-bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.